the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Just open up your eyes and join me Cause I've been living in the sunshine Having such a nice time Sipping iced coffee as the world dressed by me Living in the sunshine Having such a nice time I won't let the stresses of the world define me No, oh we're back again. One of 100. It's me, Rain Carol. And I thought about how so many times we think we have it so together as caregivers. Oh, you're not a caregiver? Guess what I found out? This show is still for you. As long as you care, then you need to listen. Well, what about the people that don't care? The apathetic people? Uh, you need to listen to. Because if you're listening to this station, uh, Christ cared. Matter of fact, he was moved with compassion. So the first thing you ought to do is check your compassion level. Are you a little low? Do you need a little more? Probably most people do. And here's the thing. Most people don't understand what compassion is. They just hear it in the Bible, especially those of us that grew up in church. Jesus was moved with compassion. Okay, yeah, okay, and you're sitting out as a teenager or a young person, even a kid, yeah, whatever. You don't really care (laughs) because you don't understand what compassion is, neither do you necessarily think you need it. But actually, compassion is that one piece of our lives that keeps us motivated when it comes to dealing with other people. Compassion. So when you think about what moves you, Make sure you evaluate what moves you based on compassion. So remember when I told you at the beginning, if you're apathetic, you still need to listen. Why? Because that means you don't care. And if you don't care, how can you have any deep sympathy for anybody, any sorrow, or anybody that's out there like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. I didn't care. You can turn this show off. Well, get, well hold on. This show is for the people that are running out of that. They don't care. They're about to not care. And they're not moved with compassion to care. So caregiving requires a great deal of compassion. Now, of course, we talked about compound words last week. But today, we're looking at a word that has a strong prefix. And what is that? C-O-M. So you look at the root of that word, it's passion. Now, many of us saw this huge movie about Christ being nailed on a cross. I mean, people from everywhere, all over, all kinds of people went to see it just because they heard of how bloody and gory it was going to be, and they wanted to just see that. But I know that they saw what I saw in that leading actor who did a great job of showing us what compassion is about because Having compassion, first of all, requires you to feel. <laughs> you got to feel what that person feels. I try to do that every day with my mother. At some point in the day, especially when she's annoying me, 
Oh, that's right. She can't walk. You're up walking around. Hey, kid, look, you've got both of your legs. You can get up and go, jump to, hop to. She can't do any of that anymore. She could for a long time. But as of three years ago, suddenly she couldn't stand up to walk anymore. I mean, out of nowhere, just like over 20 years ago when she acquired right brain damage and she's not the same. What if I didn't have compassion for any of that? while caregiving for her. I'm her daughter, yeah, okay, but I'm also her caregiver. And as a caregiver, whether it's a person that's related to you or not, when you care, you have to have compassion. How do you do that, though? Because I'm tired of being a caregiver. Well, I am too, (laughs) every day. What? Yes, I am. I can't believe you said that, like, in public. Um, that's the greatest place to say it because now it's not a secret and you hold yourself accountable and others can too. Oh yeah, it really works. Try it. So compassion, the essence of compassion is honestly having some form of sympathy. Remember we talked about the pathos, the feelings, sympathy just means same feelings that S Y M in front of it. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with apathy, without, you know, that prefix, A, without. And then you've got this compassion stuff. Wait a minute. So now I got to bring in, does that have anything to do with sympathy? Yeah, it does. It has to do with having deep, deep sympathy, deep, deep sorrow for another person who has a misfortune. And anybody that's disabled or unable to do for themselves, have you thought about how unfortunate that is? But I'm I'm mostly talking about physically now. Some of you are like, yeah, well, he squandered all his money. That's not my problem. Hey, that's not my show. I'm here to talk to you today about misfortunes that happen to other people that affect them physically, sometimes even mentally, for you to care for them in a better way. So when you look at yourself, what moves you to be compassionate? Are you that person that just says, oh, well, if you are, hey, take a moment, apologize to yourself. Wait a minute, that sounds backwards. No, no, no. You've got to have some feelings of apology for your own behavior. Apologize to yourself. Feel bad for a minute that you don't have any compassion. Have a moment and say, I was pretty harsh. (sighs) Hmm. Now, if you're like me, you one-up it and uh, say, Lord, can you forgive me for that, please? I I was a little mean. Yeah, Christians, right? We We forget forgiveness is one of our commands. Forgive. That's what Jesus told us, right? But sometimes you got to forgive yourself. Many of us as caregivers are hard on ourselves. We're so harsh. We're almost perfectionists. And I had to learn, no, I'm not a perfectionist. I'm stepping out of that seat. The seat I'm going to step into today, this day that I have a new day, a gift. I didn't pay for it. I didn't create this day. I didn't get a chance to have anything to do with the planning of this day. Oh, wait a minute. Planning? Did you say something about planning? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Something we all do all the time. Forever planning, always planning, 
trying to plan, but have you stopped for a moment? Thought about the plan might not work? (gasps) Yeah, I have. And so I made a backup plan and then a backup plan and then a backup plan. Whoa, hold on, hold on. Anxiety, hold on, take a deep breath. Let's just start one step at a time. I had someone helping me with some of my caregiving duties, of which I told you they run anywhere from 250 to 450 a day. No exaggeration. Join me anytime in account. And we were folding clothes. And the way that person folds clothes is totally different for me. Now, I wasn't in the military or anything, but I did have a lot of military influence around me. And military folks can be a little particular <laughs> about certain things, the way they like things, the order of things. Yeah, so that influence was heavy on my life. This person, I'll just say maybe they didn't have the same type of background as me culturally. And so their preference for folding clothes was a lot different than mine. What I had to do in that moment was say, hey, you know what? This person opted to help me. It's only going to be one time. It's not my way. It's not the way I like it. To them, that's a fold. To me, that's a mess. But it's okay. They tried. They're here to help me. Have some compassion, Lorraine. Okay. So I did. And what did that do for me? First of all, it made me have some sorrow for that person. Maybe they didn't have the benefits of having family or somebody to give them chores in a positive way, to teach them how to, let's say, properly. Is there a proper way to fold clothes? Well, it depends on what general or captain you talk to. But sure, there's always a better way. Even the Bible says that, a more excellent way. So I said, you know what? I'm going to have compassion. Consider that this person might not have had all the benefits that I had of training, support, teaching, family, and have mercy on them and let them do it their way. It's a one-time deal. Who cares? The clothes are folded. I'm going to put them away. They'll be worn. And guess what? It's over. Is it that serious? Yes, to many of us it is. So that's why I'm addressing that. Today, Let's not let it be that serious. Why are you not moving with compassion? Not only with others, but with yourself. You look around at your life, the life you're giving to someone else. Then you criticize it. You pretty much insult all of the hard work you do. Just like I was ready to insult that person the way they were folding clothes. We do it to ourselves, caregivers. Yes, we do. So one of the first things you've got to do is make sure you take a moment, have some compassion on yourself. How do I do that? Well, you have to stop. You have to pause and you have to take a deep breath. Go ahead, do it. That's what we do right here on One of 100. We focus on ourselves. That sounds awfully selfish, but it works. The reason I'm here with you today on K-Praise is because I want to talk to the Christians, especially, but for anybody that's not a Christian, I want to share with you my Christian approach on how I've learned to manage caregiving. There are a lot of Christian caregivers out there, but there are a lot of other non-Christian caregivers out there. Well, everybody else is saying what they have to say, so I decided, you know what? I'm going to say it the way I've learned it.
I've learned how to do caregiving from the place of compassion. I told you there's no manual, there's no book. Every person that requires care is different. We're talking about different personalities, different attitudes, different types of needs, physically, mentally, emotionally. I've told you this, and spiritually. So on one of 100, our goal is to get you, the caregiver, to take care of you by letting the Lord take care of your cares. So the first thing you've got to do is give him the cares. Why are you so concerned about how that shirt was folded? That's your issue, not theirs. They, they, they folded that shirt and they're done. They helped you. They feel good. And you're complaining on the inside, grumbling, and you're fussing about nothing. Let it go. Put that on the list. Number one, I'm going to let it go. We hold on to so much as caregivers, so much that doesn't matter. Let it go. Sometimes I physically have to walk away from my mom when she's like talking about stuff I could care. Mother, leave me alone. That's how I feel on the inside. Sometimes it comes out, mom, I don't care. Isn't that mean? Yes. So what do I do later? Probably mm, the next day. Will you just forgive me because I've been a little grumpy. I've been a little harsh lately. My mother goes, yeah, okay. But did you see on the news? (laughs) So just because it didn't affect her that much, I still owe her that apology and I still need to ask for forgiveness. Because that's what compassion does. It doesn't matter how she's affected. It does matter how I'm affected. I was the one bothered in the first place. And then I took it out on her. She didn't deserve that. So I have to have compassion for her, yes. But I also have to have some compassion for myself. It's important that you do that. When you tune in here every Sunday at 5.30 a.m., be ready to open your mind up right here on K-Praise, one of 100, with me, Lorraine Carroll. That's what I'm here for. I'm just another caregiver like you. No, no, you seem to have it all together. I'm, ooh, compared to you, no, uh, wait a minute. Did I just hear you compare yourself to me? Let's go back to the basics. We don't compare care, okay? And in doing that, by not comparing yourself, to someone else and how they do care, you can care better for the person you care for. Take a moment, make that list. Compassion, yeah, I can do a little more of that. And how are you going to do it? Remember the who, what, when, where, how? It works every time. So we've already identified the what. The who is you. Mm, The who can also be the one you care for. When, all the time. Because you're going to slip up. You're going to mess up. Oh, you forgot? You're a sinner? And for those of us that are saved by grace that believe in that fact, yeah, well, I get forgiveness. But what about for the rest of everybody else? Well, you've got to read that Bible. In the meantime, I want you to realize that there's hope for you when you don't have the compassion you need. How do I get that compassion, Lorraine? How? Read the Bible. I just told you. So in the meantime, follow somebody else's example. Jesus was a great example of how to do things with compassion. He didn't have to stop. He didn't have to listen to people's complaints. But as a caregiver, that's what we do every day. Pretty much we get interrupted. We have to stop what we're doing and attend to someone else's needs. For the most part, that's what Jesus did. Look at his example. Take his directives 
See what you can glean from those and apply them to your own life. So we've got the what, we've got the who. I told you when, always, often, as much as possible, where, everywhere you go. Whether it's to the kitchen, to wash the dishes, to wash dishes. What are you talking about? Compassion to wash the dishes? Uh, Yeah, that person that you care for doesn't want a dirty plate. So if you don't wash the dishes well, you're going to just wash them any old kind of way and leave dry, crusty food uh, on the plate? Yuck. Who wants that? It takes compassion to wash dishes, Lorraine. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Next time somebody gives you a dirty plate, mm, yeah, you remember what I said. So I don't want good food on a dirty plate. You can always have compassion wherever you go. You can have it in the grocery store or you can have it in the room of the person that you care for. You can have it for yourself outside getting in your car. What? This doesn't make sense. Compassion is everywhere. The need for it is up to you. Wait a minute. That sounds so backwards. Right. Think about it. Hold on. Oh, so you're saying if I don't show compassion, then the need won't even be fulfilled. Correct. So show compassion and then the need will be fulfilled and there won't be a need for you to be compassionate. Oh, I'm starting to see. Yeah. Practice relinquishing that anger, the frustration, the comparison, and let it go. That's what we do every week right here on KPRZ, 12, 10 a.m. with me, Lorraine Carroll, on One of 100. The first thing you've got to do is make that list. I told you, put some things down for you. I'm going to tell you a good scripture that I use to remind myself of how to have order in my life. And that is Psalm 119, 133. Yeah, that big, big, big old Psalm 119. They say it's the biggest one in there. Yeah, a lot of songs in there to be sung by many choirs. But there's one One verse that I actually heard a choir sing one time, and it was a big hit. It's verse 133. Now, when you look at it, read your translation, get what you need to get, but I'm going to tell you what I got. I've heard this scripture for many, many years now, but as a caregiver, I realize how important it is to not just let the Lord order my steps. Watch this. The key is for him to order my steps in his word, not just, okay, so Lord, just help me out today. I don't know what I need to do. I mean, I, she said make a list. I guess she means like a to-do list or something like that. Wait, let me see. Okay, so I've got to um, get the laundry out. And No, no, we're talking about the things that you do for the day. Most of us don't read a scripture every morning. I said most of us. I know some of you are perfect and you do it every day. But most people don't. Most people don't start their day off in the Bible. Think about it. Is that you? Uh Uh-oh. Well, I'm telling you now, you can change and you can try. Start your day off with a scripture. Maybe you can have it come in on auto set. Maybe you can have yourself bring that scripture into your car, into your computer, into anything that you need it to do. I have some auto scriptures personally that come in email. I have a friend that texts me every morning faithfully. Yeah, she's been doing it for years. 
All because I asked her to. I need that support. What about you? Are you even allowing support? Did you even ask for help? Remember, as a caregiver, you've got to ask for help. You've got to request. And even to the Lord, you have to say to him, Lord, order my steps. Lord, help me stay steady. Lord, establish my footsteps. Lord, I need you to help me today to remember your promises and not let me fall in your word. See, the problem with many of us as caregivers, we think we got it. We think we're strong. We think we got it until we find out, wait a minute, I'm out of gas. I'm weak. I'm tired. I'm sick of this. Some people have even told me, and they cried as they said it. Some days I wish that he would just go ahead and die. Don't judge them. Have you been a caregiver for 16 years? The sorrow, remember I told you, compassion means having deep sorrow. Have you had any sorrow even for yourself where you haven't asked the Lord to direct you in his word for your life? Because my favorite part in that passage is not just the opening part about establishing my footsteps and your word and all that good stuff, but one of my favorite versions and translations is the Amplified Bible. And it says, do not let any human weakness have power over me, causing me to be separated from you. Um, My human weakness is enough for me to be separated from the Lord. Examine your own weaknesses. Take a look at yourself. I told you, forgive yourself. Apologize. Have these conversations with you. I told you the purpose of one of 100 is for the caregiver to take care of themselves. That's the first thing you need to do. Take care of you. Did you put that on the list? Every time you listen to one of 100 right here on K-Praise, 1210 a.m., you need to remember, I've got to take care of me. People are starting to catch on. Oh, yeah, I'm starting to see what you mean. I've got to take care of myself. Well, you've got to do everything that you can to take care of you and then let the Lord direct your steps. You have to allow him. You have to tell him, I need you. Hey, Lord, do this for me. Direct my footsteps according to your word. Don't let sin overrule me. In other words, don't let me curse out the people that are laid. Don't let me become indignant and arrogant. Those are sins. Uh, Yeah. Don't let me become obstinate, obnoxious, arrogant, and mm, judgmental. Oh, those are sins too. Uh, Yeah. Let no sin rule over me as I do this caregiving work. So you take some time with yourself today. Make your list and make sure that at this point in your life, you're secure in that word. Listening to me doesn't give you the power. It might give you some information, but I don't have the power. Do you remember that song? I've got the power. Yeah, no, no, no. I I let that song go when it went out. I let it go because I realized, no, actually, I don't have power without the Lord. My power comes from the Lord. You remember we talked about the superheroes, but that power in my Christian land comes from Christ, God, who is the greatest power, as it says in Psalm 62. So remember today, 
The whole purpose of you having compassion is so that you don't take out your anger, your issues, your selfishness. Uh Uh-oh, selfishness is sin. Uh, Yeah, remember we talked about that one. Yeah, selfishness is sin. So don't take that out on the person that you care for. Make sure that what you do from now on is have compassion at some point in the day. Have it for yourself first and then be moved with compassion like Jesus was. That's the challenge of the week. Find out where Jesus was moved with compassion and what he did and the effects that it had on the person. Some people came to Jesus and he was moved with compassion. Sometimes Jesus was just passing by and he was moved with compassion as a caregiver When that person calls out your name, stop and have that moment of compassion that they need you. They need you. Have compassion. Stop whatever you're doing to care for them. And then sometimes be moved with compassion. Go see about them. Call them. Check on them. And for those of you that are not caregivers, how about have that same compassion on a caregiver today? Make sure you make that your priority this week. Check on a caregiver. Email them. Call them by phone, send them a text message, and say, not only, I'm thinking of you, that's nice, we don't really care as caregivers, okay, I hope it was happy thoughts, yeah, yeah, that's how we feel sometimes, a little sarcastic, because sometimes we're overwhelmed and we don't really care in that moment. Is that rude? Does that mean yes? Well, that's sinful, Lorraine? Yes, but what you want to do as the person on the outside is ask that question, is there anything I can do for you this week? Give us a chance to answer. We might not be good at it yet. We're working on it. We're working on caring for ourselves. But remember, as a caregiver, we don't always get to care for ourselves. So thank you when you support us by providing a need. Yeah, not just texting, not just calling, but saying, what can I do for you today? How can I help you today? And until that happens, caregivers, have mercy, have compassion on the people that don't. How about that? So until we get back together again next week right here on K-Praise, 1210 AM, I want to make sure that you're moving with compassion. Until then, I'm Lorraine Carroll right here on 1 of 100, KPRZ, 1210 AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.